All right, now we're going. Um, welcome to Fermenting Grape Juice. We are um, we are dissecting the leftovers of <laughs> of the Sunday service, which this week, um, you know, I feel like there were a few extra leftovers. <laughs> we were um, we had to uh, sort of last minute because of a rain delay, sort of switch our our service inside and so um, again thanks to everybody who stuck with us uh, but yeah we wanted to take a couple minutes and uh, let I preached this last week and I want to let Pastor Cody tell me um, how I should do it better um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah if, if I don't yeah um, I guess the, the thing for me, I, so I was, yeah, I had the opportunity to listen and what was uh, the text? Let's get all that out of the way. Yeah. Uh, text for it. John three, 23 through 30. That was the gospel. Um, I suppose I'm doing it a little bit out of order and I'm not sure that I, I know that I know the other two. Um, oh, Isaiah, well, was, Isaiah 65 is the new heavens and new earth. Um, yeah. And then, and then what was the epistle? Oh, oh first Thessalonians 5, 16 to 28. You know, yeah. uh, actually, entire sanctification. Yep, 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 yep. But of uh, course, this was the third week of Advent, joy. And um, so I, um, it was, it's the words there at the beginning of First Thessalonians 5, uh, 16, I think, rejoice always, you know, pray continually. Oh. Paul says that. So, yeah, those were the, the them were the Bible verses. Um, yeah, and I kind of heard, here's what I heard running throughout it. This is, you know, to get into where, what's centered, as I was listening, my response. Um, oftentimes, you do, uh, you are presenting as you present the gospel. It's an invitation. And so, I always find there's, there's kind of questions involved with that. That's part of the invitation and the calling part. And one of the questions um, is, is, is what are you following? If, if anybody was listening, I'm not sure if the chat box was open, but that's what struck me so much about the sermon. And you'll find I, a couple times in that live chat thing, uh, I was trying to refer to it precisely as Pastor Jeff, you were referring to it. Um, so, so what are you following? And crap, sorry, I use such strong language. I'm just trying to, my phone needs to be like shut off. The goal of this uh, podcast is to not have to edit Pastor Cody and you. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry, I, I didn't come with my, I should have had better, should my, my game face. Um, but, but yeah, no, the, the question, what are you following? And you use the Joseph Campbell and I was actually, you know, what was so striking about that because I was thinking about the follow your bliss. That was kind of the words. And then, which I love the play, and you had this good play with obviously Christ invites us to come, especially in the Gospel of John, follow me. Um, and, and kind of these two, two opposing, <laughs> what, what exactly do you want to be following? I was, um, as I was listening to this, I, I was really trying to think a lot about myself and um, obviously, the story that you were telling, um, I, which is the narrative kind of runs throughout our culture, uh, about how either me um, or my family, you know, you kind of have the rags to riches. 
um, riches to rags, I'm not sure. But, uh, but, but the kind of the story of pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps, and I was thinking of my family, and um, as, as I thought about my grandparents and my parents, um, and I was trying to think of what Joseph Campbell was saying, I think that they were all probably a little bit, um, I think they would have been like, eh, you know, it's not pragmatic enough. Uh, I don't see any of them as being able to reach or attain the bliss thing. Nevertheless, what do I feel like, and I feel like I'm a product of them at, at my heart. I don't, I don't know if I would ever been the, you know, Disney kind of always was like maybe a little too sickly sentimental. And it's like, you know, I like, you want it to be, but you don't actually live in the way that it would like have you live out your heart's wish or whatever. Um, and, and so there are two things that I, I mean, I really, what I was wrestling with, um, that doesn't mean I'm necessarily following Jesus, um, but, but wondering how much my own family and the cycle of it is, is really, it is trying to, if it's not bliss, we are chasing um, at least a sense of security, you know, a, a sort of, I mean, I guess this is kind of, is this always the proverbial thing, Pastor Jeff, that need or that desire to try to control um, and I, and I think you do get to that at the end of the sermon. Um, you know, when, when you do come from, uh, and you know, my, my grandparents being, uh, farmers on the one hand and on the other hand, having run away and kind of eloped and, and then trying to create a life here in California, that's my maternal grandparents and then my paternal being farmers. You, you are trying to, um, build a sense of, um, security and stability. I, I do really, and, and perhaps a life of comfort and convenience. I don't know that there's, um, necessarily like, hey, we're going we're gonna to beat the Joneses or we're going to reach our pinnacle of um, optimization. What's that word? Actual is self-actualization. Yes, yes. Um, but, but there really is, at least we don't want to be these things for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you, can be, you can also be driven in, in from behind. I don't know what the word is, but you're, like I said, maybe you're, you're just you're running away from something rather than really following something. Um, and, and so, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like that, that really, that did strike me. I, I think that my family does that. I, I definitely think I do that, uh, where I, I wanna be, I definitely wanna know the situation and the circumstances that I'm in and feel like to the, to the degree that I can control those. Um, and, and so perhaps it's, it's a misprioritiz- misprioritizing of Christ. Um, I, I, did, I felt that very strongly. And, and the second question, which I think was interrelated to me in the first one, and then maybe I can flip it around and ask you uh, what you're hearing in my reflections or what you wished you would have heard. Um, but the second major question was, um, you know, did I... I mean, how, how well, how do well do we follow? If, if we're not going to follow bliss, there's kind of, there's this commandments. And so to what extent um, are we living, living into the promise, which is also the command to rejoice? Yes. Right. Um, that, that was kind of, you know, in, in contrast to bliss, uh, I thought you had a nice way of this disconnected, you know, perfected happiness. Um, we're commanded to be able to rejoice in things. And, um, and I really did. I, I, I think that, you know, I mean, I listened to a sermon like that, and that's what's so beautiful about it. That's what I really loved about it. I don't know if anybody else heard this, 
Um, but it's obviously, I mean, Paul talks about it, Jesus talks about it. So it's, it's nothing novel, but it, you know, I, I listen to something like that and I feel convicted, man, I need to be doing that. Like I should be doing that right now. I mean, what is it that I can rejoice for? Cause there's, well, there's a double, there's a, there's a double, kind of a double character to it. One, there's, there, there are truly uh, good things. Um, and this was maybe a little bit behind. I mean, I wonder, this is the other thing that I feel really convicted about. I don't know how well, Pastor Jeff, I end up encouraging other people to rejoice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you know one, of the, one of the questions I let off with in the conversation that we had earlier today during lunch uh, was what was what was something good that happened this week which is a Hal Perkins question yes um, but but that's kind of on the line of it's it's trying to you know I can I can wind up myself conversations we were having earlier today I mean you talk about the things that go uh, wrong um, perhaps and, and not even necessarily in a uh, you know, rue the day that I was born kind of way. It's just the sort of thing that draws your attention. It's a casual, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, and so so to really find and, and kind of be able to almost savor <laughs> the, the things that, that bring mm-hmm. us joy. I mean, I think in the words, that was kind of, that was your parting question yesterday. Let's find something that, find something that brings you joy. I guess it wasn't a question. It was, it was a, it was a command of sorts there, a request. <laughs> Um, but, um, exhortation. yeah, exhortation is a good word. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I, you know, I think that the thing that I was wrestling with, with all that is definitely there is a, there's a practice there to be learned. And I think teasing that out of people and being a person that desires or wants other people to tease it out of me is, is important. That's a little bit what I hear in that sermon that I should probably ask people to challenge me a little bit more uh in, in terms of that i don't know maybe if i if you know it, I, I have other reflections at other times i'm i'm really taken by the fact that jesus um in the time that he uh spends with his disciples uses there's so much language about love uh and he even tells his disciples he loves them which is a very kind of strange thing both in that culture and also in our culture at least outside of like very intimate kinds of bonds uh, and Jesus, I think, is really trying to saturate. Uh, I mean, he's really trying to fill the right content of what the word love is, but then he's also using language himself. Hmm. Uh, and there's something that's just scandalizing about that. Likewise, uh, maybe, I don't know, I guess maybe it should be likewise, but I, I feel almost a little scandalized, really, you know, directly inviting somebody, what's, what's something to rejoice in, or how can we, what's, what's a way that we can practice, you know, being faithful to Jesus's and, and Paul's exhortations for us to rejoice uh, in all our circumstances. And uh, uh, I, I think that that was something that it, it just really struck me in terms of, I'm, I'm sure there are ways that I can do that. And it feels like why that hits me so strongly is because that's at some level probably what I really need and what I think our culture really needs. So um, yeah. I'm not sure if, if or how that feels or if there's things that you feel like uh, I need to be pressed harder on. But that was some of my, my overall reflections was um, that, that I do think um, precisely there are things that I can, I can find myself running from and allowing those to too often determine <laughs> the kind of actions that I take. Um, and I end up being the center of my own story in the way that John the Baptist was, was allowing Christ to become center. Um, and then likewise, there's, 
without when you're living your own story what even if it's not quote following your own bliss but you're trying to create this thing you aren't you don't have a lot of headroom really for rejoicing because that is something i feel like it's solely god gives to us insofar as we're willing to receive and then live that mm. so um that bliss is something god, bliss is something god gives to us it's well, well, I, yeah, no, bliss, that, that could be a fun, it, it would be interesting. Here's, here's the thing that I would, I know that, you know, yesterday, and I think you're right. I don't think the scriptures, there's no easily, I'd be interested to read David Bentley Hart's uh, translation of the New Testament, because he's a fan, he'll use the word bliss, but he does a lot of, he's, he's kind of doing some, um, uh, he's doing a lot of dialogue with the East. And so there's a reason that word comes up a lot, but he, he finds the concept helpful. Um, but nevertheless, no, I, I think that joy, I, I do think that you're, you're, I, I want to keep the distinction that you made between joy and bliss. And I think God alone is able to give joy. And insofar as we're able, we're willing to receive, which is partly the, your point of we're living in it, uh, that joy, God is able to fill us. It's one of those things where God's filling us, but the more we're able to receive it, which is the more we're able to practice those moments where rejoicing demands something of a ascesis, a discipline of us, God is able to fill us even greater, mm. I guess. The word. Yeah. Um, and so I just, yeah. So those, those are kind of, that was, as I was thinking, I don't know all of you, if any of you are listening, I, I hope that that seemed like I was trying to take pastor Jeff's sermon seriously. Um, I'm always trying to listen to where's Christ prodding me. And, and that's where I felt it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, I'm, I was probably, I felt like it was, a, it was one of, one of those sermons I was preaching to myself. Um, there are many that I am always often preaching to myself, uh, but this was, this was one of them. And I, I think for that reason, I'm, I've got the, I have a, you know, the, the same sort of tendency to get locked into what's wrong with the day. And, um, and sometimes I think it's because that we're, we are tempted or whatever it is. We, we motivate our action based on what's wrong, right? Like I need to go fix, um, I need to go fix the problems. And, And so if that's the case, then your attention is always drawn toward the problems. Um, yeah. Because and so that's what you notice, and so that's now how you see the world, um, and and there's something in this call to rejoice that that moves you beyond the problems, um, but it also decenters you, like you've said, or like John the Baptist said, um, because we can't ultimately fix our real problems, right? Like I can, in theory, I can I can mow the lawn, or I can you know apologize to um somebody or i can you know write an email or something but i can't i can't solve my real problems my real problems are solved in christ um and the only way for me to participate that in them is to behold them <laughs> you know is to is to kind of gaze on the solution um and and to simply be thankful for it and this is Part, I think, of the genius of um, what Hal Perkins is doing in Discipled by Jesus. Um, And, of course, he gets that from the scriptures. I was really struck 
in Sunday school on Sunday, we're going through Joshua, and it was one of those chapters that you're tempted to skip, Joshua 12, which is just a list of all the people, of all the kings that, um, it's a list of all the kings that were defeated in their conquest of the promised land, right? So it's sort of this wrap-up chapter, the end of the second part, they've come into the land, and now they are, they do this sort of like tour through the land, knocking everybody out. And, um, and there's a list of 31 kings, and the, the, um, the commentary I'm reading for it really mentioned, you know, wanted to say, this is a, uh, it's, it's a time of sort of reflecting on God's goodness. Like, um, these are all, we're going to go through and we're going to say the names of all of these cities that God has allowed us to conquer um, out of sort of the sheer joy and gratitude that we have been brought into this, into this place. And that, you know, there's the whole cultural conversation. That's kind of hard for us to hear as people who, you know, pretend like we don't like war. <laughs> um, and, and that whole thing. But, um, you know, it's, the, he kind of saw this as a count your blessings kind of thing. Like, every once in a while, you need to slow down. And you need to look back on what God has done. And, you know, if it's not counting kings, it's like there are psalms after psalm after psalm that are doing this. Um, you know, Psalm 136, his love endures forever. Here's another thing God did, his love endures forever. Here's another thing God did, his love endures forever. And it's like, it just goes on like that forever. Um, and, and we just don't do that. Like, our, we're so sort of practically minded in our culture. Um, we don't have this sense of, like you say, appreciating, enjoying, soaking in it. Like, that's what, you know, retired people do. They just sort of soak in the goodness. Um, or that's what you do at the end of your life, or that's what you do when you're writing your memoirs. And it's like, no, that's what Christians do. You know, Christians, <laughs> Christians take the time to slow down and thank God um, and, and to soak in the richness of, of what God has done. And maybe at the end of the day, that doesn't get anything done, strictly speaking. Um, but but it sure makes us who we are supposed to be, you know? Um, and part of who we're supposed to be is a, a people who give thanks, a people who rejoice, um, and a people who have that at the center of our lives. Um, so I'm, that's, you know, I, I needed to hear that again. I, I could, I could confess all my own, <laughs> um, problems and uh <laughs> reasons that that's what i needed to hear um today but i i really did need to hear that word of just um you know give thanks take the time to give thanks take the time to rejoice and rejoice in the lord always um rather than rather than becoming so absorbed in your own your own story um and your own feelings about your story so, um, yeah, I was certainly grateful for John, the gospel writer and the Baptist, uh, yesterday. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, so I, that's, that's good. Um, I, I wonder, 
there was one thing I was trying to sort of work on. I don't know if I could have done it with, you know, unawkwardly, although maybe awkward is my preaching style. I don't know. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, the, that line, follow your bliss, it is, um, you know, comparing it to Jesus's come follow me. Um, you know, what, just what's the, what's kind of the, um, the central word of that, you know, follow your bliss is you and, you know, what is yours. Um, and it's, it's a sign, I think, of the, the ways that we, um, that we arrange our lives and our, our lives and our stories. I was trying not to be too dismissive of Joseph Campbell because I know his thinking is a lot deeper than when he says bliss, he doesn't mean just, you know, he, he means a very specific thing, but the way that we, take that really is just sort of you know follow what sort of feels good um so i know that he's a much more nuanced person than all of that but um um anyway yeah yeah and i think it's if i can say i i think you know it's especially difficult um for for people that grew up with even even if you just kind of grew up middle class or middle class ish you know, or if your parents, you know, you weren't, nece weren't necessarily the one who struggled too much, but your parents were, it, it can be tough to kind of find your, like, what's the thing I'm going to do in this world that's going to leave a mark. Um, and, and I, I would just encourage us, I'd encourage myself, I'm probably in that boat. I, it's not like I had a real hard growing up um, experience. I have good parents, they love me, at least that's what they say. Um, and, uh, you know, you can, can sort of find yourself in a place where it can be easy to just sort of set, um, sort of personal or financial goals and let those be the thing that drive you. Um, and really, I think there's a, we, we should be reminded that all of us are, um, you know, called to be saints. Um, we're called to do the, the sort of spiritual work of um, struggling against sin, um, struggling against the, the desire to um, kind of fall into a super easy existence. Um, and, and that doesn't, that doesn't change regardless of, I don't know how easy your life has been. Uh, so we're still, still have a that, that call exists for all of us so um i would just invite anybody listening to this come to the struggle <laughs> the, the good the good fight you know um, the good fight so anyway i don't know what do you hear in that is there anything you wish i had said about joy that i did not i didn't talk about mary too much this is normally the week i like to talk about mary um but but i didn't really Is that, a, is that a question to me? I couldn't. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Wait. Um, yeah. Is, is there anything that I, I wish that you would have talked about in, in reference to joy? Um, you, uh, no, I, um, I mean, I, I feel like the, the picture, the picture that John the Baptist gives is, is a great one. 
Um, I think you get some really, really, um, you know, sort of provocative images in the scripture of what it looks like to take joy or rejoice in something. And John the Baptist, you're wonderful as, yeah, as you pointed out yesterday with the disciples coming to him and the circumstances there, but he finds joy in. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that there's always, there's probably, I mean, probably your, your good question to me is, okay, so like, if you're, if what you're hearing or your response is, you want to rejoice better, um, you know, what, what are you, how, how is, how is Christ inviting you for that to like take shape in your life? Another sort of Hal Perkins, or at least he's very insistent on this, uh, you know, the concreteness of it all. Um, you know, so there's probably, there's probably homework that I have, uh, with, with respect to that. And, um, you know, I mean, if there's anything obvious that you see in those regards, uh, I mean, we, we spoke a little bit about this, um, maybe a couple weeks ago where, you know, it's as, as the, as the kind of the soul physician, um, you know, you're the one that one should come to, um, in response to something like a sermon and, and then ask a, a sort of hard question about what are, what are you seeing here? How does, how do you hear the scriptures here, um, proclaiming good news in my life in particular? You know, what is it, what is it, how, how can I live out this story? How am I living it out and, and how is Christ inviting me deeper? So, um, that's, that, that's not so much a, a sermon thing. Um, yeah, no, there's, there's, I, I don't, I don't think I, I don't, I hope that's not too much of a disappointment, but I don't think there's, um, anything I felt like that was critical that was missed, maybe just a, an ongoing dialogue or conversation uh, about it. I mean, if you do think of something, you guys should get ready in two weeks, we're kind of returning to that theme. So, uh, after, after Christmas, the Sunday after Christmas. Yeah, Sunday. with the first, first Sunday in Christmas, you're truly, um, we'll be giving some reflections on the first chapter of John. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. Some interesting things there. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, again, I, this is one of those places I'm just, if I can rejoice, I would rejoice that we have found discipled by Jesus this year. Um, and in part, because I think what part of what Hal and Debbie have done really well is make that, that act of Thanksgiving a very present one. Um, and like you said, he's very insistent that you don't thank God for that thing he did 25 years ago. Um, but, but that it be an, an active and continual act of giving thanks, um, that continues on, um, through, through your life. So, so he'll always say, you know, um, it's kind of like confession of sin. Like it's, you what do you, what has God done for you since the last time you sat down and asked what has God done for you? Um, so whether that's been a day or a week or an hour, um, it's about learning, learning to see, um, those things in the, uh, even the minutest kind of ways. And I'll say there's, you know, there are, there's psychological research that says this changes who you are, <laughs> you know, if to become a grateful person, um, actually can shift in some ways kind of the very structure of your brain and um and the yeah. way that you the yeah. way that you perceive the world um and so it's 
it's no joke, right? It's no, uh, we're not, it's not just messing around here. Um, these things, these things are powerful. So, and because that's how God has, has made us to be grateful people because God has made us to be, um, the people who or the figures who lead all of creation in worship, um, of the Lord. So who we are sort of the lead worshipers in that sense as humans, the sort of pinnacle of creation. Um, so we should, we should be the best at this. Um, so, well, all right. Thank you so much. I hope that that was uh, helpful to anyone here listening. We're just, we're just sitting around digesting, you know, this is kind of the, um, uh, the, the part of the meal where you sit down and, and kind of just pick your teeth and talk about what you just ate. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a gross image. Hopefully it's not. Uh, but, but there's this, a sort of reflective quality of, uh, reflecting on, on the past week's worship. So, uh, thanks for joining us and we will, uh, see, talk. we will talk at you soon. All right. 